Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, Mandy here. Or Mandra. You can call me Mandra. That's fine. I have a simple request for you guys. We get so many questions on how you can support the show. And there's really a very, very simple thing that we need you guys to do. Open up this app, open up wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and subscribe if you have the ability, especially those of you who are on iTunes. We're really making a push to get the show more visible. You've seen that we've partnered with a fabulous new network called Westwood One, but we also need the support of our listeners. So if you are a listener, a loyal listener, please subscribe. And if you haven't yet, take a few seconds and leave a five-star review. And even a written review would be the icing on the cake, but at least subscribe, leave us a five-star review and continue to support the show. This is so, so crucial. It is basically how we tell the internet that our podcast is worth promoting and featuring and getting charted. And we deserve to be at the top of the charts, just like any other show out there. We can't do it without your support. So thank you very, very much. Subscribe, like, and review the show. And we thank you so much. We are black, extra black. You're going to see why in a minute. Back and blacker than ever. (laughs) Yes, and we're brown ambition. Hey, Mandra, are you excited about today's show like I'm excited about today's show? I mean, you know, when you get a couple of Y chromosomes in the mix, (laughs) you know, that aren't related to you, you might like put a little something extra, put a little mascara on, get all excited. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited because I feel like these guys from Earn Your Leisure, where the hell did they even come from? I know. It was like we were out here, you know doing brown ambition doing our thing and then all of a sudden it's like wait eyl is everywhere everywhere and and they have blown up and it's been i almost thought where have i been these guys must have been around for years but no No. they've only been around for a couple of years Mm -hmm. eyl is everywhere and tiffany they're on the show today (laughs) you're gonna talk about some (laughs) investing we're gonna talk about some very important questions such as which of these guys is single (laughs) Um, (laughs) because you guys asked don't act like you wasn't in my dms some of y'all i'm not gonna name names we're in my dms asking so it's been very lonely lonely in this virtual world for a lot of people (laughs) so we'll try and help y'all out but how is book launch week going wait this is book this is two week two week one whatever um this is well this is like almost like basically the completion of the first week yes you're still standing you're sitting you look you look for listen, for having just launched an international bestseller, um, why I'm like my skin is still great. glowing. Why I'm just like uh, it's a little bit of makeup. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, no, but honestly, I have to say I feel really good because, and I'll be able to share because I think it's you know 
aside from like, you know, this is not even book promotion, but it would be nice maybe if we had a show to talk about like, what does it look like to like write a book and put one out? Because there's mm-hmm. so many things that we learned. And I have to say my, I'd asked my um, agent, Heather, you know, to give me some numbers, like what is good as far as first week, what is great and what is unicorn. And Heather doubled what unicorn was. Cause I, I mentioned it today to Penguin. I was like, okay, so I hear that these are our numbers. This is really great. Heather told me that that's unicorn, that that good is 5,000, um, great is 10, and, and 20 is, is unicorn. She's like, no, 10 is unicorn. Hardly anybody does that in the first week. I'm like, yeah, but but we, she's like, yeah, Heather motivated you. <laughs> I was like, what? And we've done more than that. And it's been, wow. and I, but I don't, I didn't have a concept of what's a lot. And mm-hmm. all of my friends yeah. in the book world are like, uh, Tiffany, because I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like that much considering how side the audience are like, no, people don't buy books like they used to. And money books, especially, they're not exactly, you know, people, people yeah. like to read fantasy and, and you know, honestly, romance novels are still killing it. Children's books, but money books, not so much. So we've unicorned out and my team is amazeballs. And I will know very soon, actually today, when this podcast comes out, I'll know by the end of the day whether or not I've hit specific lists that I want to say because I don't want to jinx. But, you know yeah. what? List or no list, it is so... When I, Oh, I got my book, by the way, finally. <laughs> I don't know why it took forever. I was like, Amazon, where are you? But when, there was... And I've seen it. Like, I'm looking at the cover right now behind you, that beautiful, you know, Michael's portrait of your book <laughs> cover. But there was something when I held it and I just felt that. And I, I yes. was like, this is so good. This is like, I don't know, Tiff. I don't know. I think when you told me you were writing a book... I didn't really appreciate. I mean, at the time, I was like, "Of course you are. You've done it. You're like, yeah, write a book." <laughs> but there is something about whole. I don't know. It just really hit me. I'm just so. I'm. I'm just gushing. I'm so happy. No, um, same. Honestly, feels- I think it's like when you do a thing. It's like I knew that you were gonna because where you work now was like my dream bank. Like mm. when they first opened, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's like the the floodgates open. Like you know, a sizable bank that actually like were was good to people." And had a great customer service. Like, it was my dream bank. And now here you are with a C in front of your your title. It's like, wait, what? A minute yeah. ago, it was, hi, <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Mandy Woodruff. I would love if I could interview you for um, Business Insider. I was like, oh my God, I made it. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but I made it. And so the, to be here bottom, now with can. you, honestly, it's, it is, I just love to see our growth together, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, for it's real. It's a privilege. Just, I it mean, is. It it there's just it just feels like I don't know. My my experience seeing you grow and seeing you always talk about the acorns. Is that the kind of tree that you plant and then mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you grow whatever analogy that was, that proverb <laughs> that <old tree> thing. <laughs> you know, I feel like I was I got to see the acorn planted and how you tended to it and i'm gonna i don't my gardening knowledge is not that deep, <laughs> but either. you like watered it and you gave it fertilizer <laughs> <laughs> let the sunshine um, shine no but even yes, this yes, yes. podcast remember i told you like i'm just so used to because i've known you for so many years now and we get out here we chit chat and it didn't hit me just how big our reach was until i was in chicago a year was it two years ago two years ago for lovey's wedding and I come downstairs in my African garb, ready to go. And someone said, oh, Bajanista. And I was like, yeah. And he, he meanwhile, said, from Brian Ambition. I was <laughs> like, wait, what? He was like, I don't, he didn't know me from any other place. He was like, 
from Brown Ambition. Is Mandy with you? And it like, it was like the first time that I realized, yo, what we've built this thing, you know, that like, and then after that, everywhere I was going, like I went to, I was at Home Depot buying plants and someone was like, oh my God, Tiffany from Brown Ambition. Tiff, so I know you don't like hugs, but I gotta give you one and give one to Nandra. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, because we, like, I feel like we, I feel so low key about what we do, but the number of lives that we've touched, we have been consistent for, for over five years. And um, yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's not easy for a podcast to do. No, but it never, I mean, there's obviously some days it felt like work. Yeah. But for mo- like 95% of the time, it's a joy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, it's a joy. So, and I, and I am just, I am just dancing in the sunshine, all this glitter sparkling around you. I'm just <laughs> yeah. at the party. I'm just here, whatever. Ooh. So, but congrats on all the success. Gigawithmoney.com, y'all. It's not too late. Exactly. It is not too late to buy your book. And are you doing, I mean, where you're, I feel like you're everywhere and you're on the Today Show today, or you mm-hmm. were, if people are listening to the show now, mm-hmm. but what, are you doing a, an, like a live event tour? Where are people going to, like, where no. is this going? Well, I do have, um, so I did like a, like a, I guess it, like we did a virtual like launch, like the day of on the 30th. I'm not going to, I know Lovey did like, you know, six events. I was like, mm, sis, the way my, I want to stay married is set up. Um, plus I want to <laughs> sleep. So not that, but what we are going to do is we're doing a virtual summit. So it's ggwmvirtualsummit.com for Get with Money. So we're doing a virtual summit with about- You have all the domains. Yes. With about, <laughs> I think it's six of them. Six, <laughs> five, no, five of the, um, of the women that I- that I interview um, as for their expertise in, in the book are, are going to be speakers at the summit. So that will be really awesome. If you want to join us, ggwmvirtualsummit.com. I don't know. Like, I'm actually taking six weeks off. I can't wait. In June. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, June. I mean, I'm excited for you. I'm also excited for BA because yes, we're going to have, have some, some mm-hmm. special guest co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Because sis needs a break. If y'all know me, I have not taken a true, true break in so long. So yeah. this is as a result of Dr. Green. Shout out to her. She's like... I think I want you to take a month. I was like, oh, I can't do a month. She said, oh, you're right. Six weeks. I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> she was like, no, no, you have Just not. Just pretend you're French. They do it all the time. I know. But plus two, America's I want a wild good behavior. You know what I told Dr. Green the other day? Like, I remember when we had um, Average Journey on? Um, uh, oh, what is their, are their names? Christina and Aman. Yes. Yeah. And remember the level of joy they were emoting? We were like, what are you guys on? Yeah. You know, I, was, I had the same reaction as as we talk later on the show with Earn Your Leisure and their friend Ian, who was yes. like, I want to hang out with y'all. Yes. Because <laughs> I just want to be just some of that to rub off on me. So, yeah, So, but exactly. I told Dr. Green when I first started working with her that I wanted that, whatever they were on. And it wasn't because of money. It was they had created a life that they truly loved. And um, I told that to Dr. Green. And she reminded me of that when I spoke to her last. And she said, you are sounding closer and closer to that. That what you described to me. And it just made me feel really happy. Because remember before, I was like, I'm not crying. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I cry way more now, which is great. Not in a bad yeah. way, but like, you know, just like, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I just, you know, I try to be transparent here for y'all. So it's Because I don't believe, like, I love the way, Mandy, you were so transparent about the struggles with being pregnant and what does that look like and how we couldn't do the podcast because it's so overwhelming. And I think it's important for people to see as much as we've achieved these markers of external success, that it's hard, you know, and um, what it looks like to try to readjust and recalibrate. And, you know, I don't want you to look at my life and think it's perfect because I'm always trying to make things better. And sometimes, quite honestly, it sucks. And I'm trying to realign so I can be happy again, but I'm feeling like that more and Mm. more. 
But um, yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm just proud of us overall. We've really grown up together. I feel like we're just like these like real, real grown ups, you know? Yeah. And that we're achieving joy. And I mean, I don't know. I at this point, I I feel like life is icing. You know, mm. I've I've been blessed in so many ways and I just wake up. I don't know. I'm trying to pinpoint when when was the shift? Probably when the baby started sleeping through the night is when I started <laughs> to feel this sense of I was like, I made it through something. Mm. And now everything is icing. And if we can, I just got my first um, dose of the vaccine today. Mm, I've never feeling? been, I my arm is so sore and I'm so happy because I know it's working. <laughs> I'm just like, I wanted it to be sore, you know, like, just let me know. Like when you put your fancy uh, face stuff on and it stings, it's like, yes. oh, it's working. It's working. <laughs> yeah, it's working. But I just, so grateful. It just, yeah, I'm grateful. And, and I can tell and, your pictures on social. I'm like, yo, Mandy is living her best life. I'm living. I don't know what it is. I'm just, <laughs> I love myself. I love my family. I love this body that I'm in. I love, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just tired of not, I'm tired of being the reason I'm not in a good mood. You know yes. what I mean? Or I was, I mean, there's obviously some things that you can, that that you're out of your control and all that kind of thing. And I have mm -hmm. been dealing with mental health and I will say shout out to Zoloft and all of my, um, my psychiatrist and my therapist and all that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I choose joy. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like yes. I just, I try to choose it every day. My husband's like, why don't you choose joy more when you're yelling at me for <laughs> like washing the car for five hours on a Saturday? Um, anyway, anyway, just more of this, please. Yes. I, I'm more joy is, is good for everyone. But yeah, first dose of the vaccine. Have you gotten your vaccine yet? I don't think we've no, talked about that. Because yeah, honestly, I was afraid of being down and I was like, I don't, you know, I don't have the two days to be down. So thankfully in Newark, okay. um, now anybody can kind of walk up. So I'm looking into to go um, next week, but I do have to, because I even paused IVF because, you know, we have our one good embryo left. Oh, okay. And I did not, my husband was like, but I thought we were going to say, I was like, honestly, the level of, although it, it's exciting, it's still very stressful. I did not want to try to battle like book launch and then also like doing my shots and everything else. So now that like the, the heaviest of the heavy lifting is for the most part over. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going back to, um, to IVF. So I have to check like what, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like when can I do IVF and the shot? Do I have to, if I do the shot this month, do I have to wait? So I'm actually checking in with my, with my doctor, um, this month. So woohoo, wish me luck on that. I just feel, and also too, I really feel just on a better spot space, we're like, you know, because you want, if you're trying to have a baby, you, you know, you hope that you're able to do so from a place of calm and mm. joy and happiness. Dr. Green said it best. She said, joy is a creative space, that it's fertile ground for creativity. It's expansive. And mm. so I just feel, you know, I feel just really like really good and blessed. And to your point, life is certainly, um, certainly icing. Speaking of icing, we're about to have our interview with the boys. And we yes. have an extra, the icing is Ian. Oh, yes. Ian Dunlap, <laughs> who, who you know, when you like see someone after a while, you're like, where do I know you from? Because when we first got on, I was like, Ian, uh-huh, Ian, yeah, Ian, what's up, Ian? It's been a while. Do I know you? Oh, you're with them. Okay, now I know who you are. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yes, Ian from, what is it, Market Mondays, the podcast? Yes. They're mm -hmm. they're huge podcasts. So yes. yeah, well, we are, I mean, without further ado, let's yes. just, let's, let's, let's let the people have what they want. Yes. Which is a conversation with the Earn Your Leisure gentleman, Rashad Bilal, Troy Millings, with special guest Ian Dunlip. This was one of my favorite uh, BA hosted guest video uh, guest interviews ever. So I hope you guys yes. enjoy. Yes. 
All right, we are. I can't even tell you guys how how long this has been in the making in my own dreams, but it hasn't been that long since I was like, Tiffany, do you know do you know Troy and Rashad? Can you um can you invite <laughs> them Ian. on? You know, Tiffany's friends, I'm always trying to just like wiggle weasel my way in there, but I'm so excited to have you guys on the show. The biggest, can we say the biggest business and investing? Them. Yes. Okay, yes. Ian's got it. Ian, do you want to do the intro? <laughs> Earn your leisure. The Earn biggest leisure. platform there is in business. The biggest and platform there Rashad is. Rashad and Troy are gonna be humble. You know, they went to church yesterday. <laughs> I did for them. I didn't. The biggest. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Crazy. We're gonna do a bunch of The biggest. Wait, let me finish. Let me finish. For those okay, of you, you may be living under a rock, but I have a feeling if you're listening to Brown Ambition, you must have seen Troy mm-hmm. and Rashad Troy and Rashad's podcast, Earn Your Leisure, which is so much bigger than a podcast. They have a podcast network. Mm-hmm. Some of our friends are on that network. We've had Ash Cash on the show before. Mm-hmm. We are so thrilled to have you guys here. So welcome, first and foremost, to Troy and Rashad. Welcome right. to Brown Ambition. Come on in. Thank you for having Thank us. You for having it's us. gonna be I fun. Thank you. Come on in. <laughs> This is the girls' room. This is like the girls' den. Yes. You ready? We have a a handful of dudes that listen. (laughs) We have house plans. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We always tease them. Like, we're not talking to you right now, but you can listen. Um, No, we're so excited for you to be here because everywhere I go, everywhere we go, people want to know. For real, everywhere we go, people are like, have you heard of Earn Your Leisure? Or... They're like, you know, Tiffany, I heard you on Earn Your Leisure, you know. And so you have transformed the culture as it relates to um, personal finance. And so for that, we are appreciative because normally, like, you know, our audience is typically women, right? Mandy would say, like I said, we've got guys, but for the most part. We got some guys. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but no, but our mission when we started was to, you know, this was six years in the making this Mm -hmm. six years ago that we were starting to make the show. And our mission was there's no black women talking about finance and career and investing and all of all that and Mm -hmm. and all that. And that's why we that was really the audience we were speaking to. And Mm -hmm. I feel like y'all have just exploded. And also, you know, Y'all are, y'all are helping normalize black mm-hmm. and brown, black people, black men, especially talking about mm-hmm. finance and business. And the, like and the I never have more men slip into my DMs <laughs> in a respectful way than when I'm on your show. For yeah. real. Because everybody knows I'm married. My husband's 6'6". You don't want it. And he's from New York. <laughs> but I love like, Queen, I think you want EYL. <laughs> yes, I'm they call like, you queen. <laughs> so they're gentlemen. The you have gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, yeah. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So we're not going to. We want to maximize your awesomeness. I am going to. Me and Mandy will 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 shoot and fire away at some questions. Well, one, I'd like to know some like origin stuff before we get into like actual like technical questions. So like, how did this all begin? Because you guys have had like an ex- like a a shot like shot up rise to like stardom honestly so how did it how did it start yeah for sure i'll give you the whole story um so we started me and troy been friends all our lives pretty much uh, ever since like middle school so you know we always was friends always talking about you know sports and rap and all that kind of stuff and me you know being a financial advisor after i got finished college and troy being a teacher um you know he brought me in the classroom and he started teaching financial literacy to kids and that was really the start of it. And then from there, that kind of blossomed to me, you know, developing an Instagram page. And, um, you know, from there, that that led to people asking for a podcast. That led to, you know, starting of Earn Your Leisure, which, you know, was started off talking about, you know, backstories of entrepreneurs and the backstories of different businesses, things of that nature. And then that kind of transformed into deep dives into different industries. That transformed, <laughs> it's like a domino effect then. Mm-hmm. That yeah. transformed 
and to where we have now, which is a platform. So Earn Your Leisure is not just a podcast, it's a platform. So like we have Ian on with us right now, our partner on Market Mondays, and that's the first show that we actually like executive produced, if you would say, mm-hmm. under our umbrella, and that was a stock show, and that became one of the top investment shows on the internet. Um, so one domino kind of led to the next, but mm-hmm. it really all started in the classroom, and then from there, which I, I know you can appreciate, um, Tiffany, you being a teacher, a former mm-hmm. teacher. And then that from there, that just kind of led to what we do now, which I still feel like is a form of teaching, yeah. mm-hmm. um, just in a, in a different variety and yeah. not not in a classroom, but, you know, on the Internet for the whole world to, to see. Yeah. I mean, there's so many similarities in, in from what we were doing the summer internship program. Kids would come in, we would interview them. Uh, and they would tell us about their future aspirations. And then we would go out in the community and try to pair them up with that future aspiration, whether it be a pediatrician, uh, electrician, mm-hmm. uh, an architect. And so they would get the six weeks of experience of being what it's like, seeing what it's like to be in that profession. Okay. And so if you think about it, that's kind of what we do now. We just, we're actually showing people the professions, whereas the kids were going to see it and they will report back to each other. And two things I always say can happen from an internship. You can say, yeah, I really like this. I want to pursue this in the future or no way, this is too boring, I never want to do this. But you're getting that experience at 14, whereas most people are getting that after they've graduated from college, which is going to cost you a lot of money. And so that was our goal. And now we're doing that to the world, right? We're introducing them to so many different careers so they can say, you know what, I want to pursue this. And they might be doing it at 16, they might be doing it at 50, but they have their eyes open to so many different fields now. So it started from an internship program. Correct. Ah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, at the end yeah. of the internship, the kids were going to get paid like $500. Mm-hmm. And so it was their first time. At 14, it's your first time coming in contact with money. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that. And I said, he was like he said, he was starting his financial advising career. And I'm like, I think you should come and teach these kids about money, man. It's probably mm-hmm. vital that they know what the value of it is, what they should do with it. Because most of the kids at, at, at and 14 is like, all right, that's back to school shopping. Mm-hmm. I'm buying the new sneakers. I'm buying some jeans. And they didn't realize after they bought the sneakers and the jeans, they had no more money left. That's like half an AirPod. Why are they so expensive? When so y'all girl just lost. I'm like, you got AirPod money? She actually does because she's like, uh, I work for you, so I Listen, do have AirPod money. The Metro North still has one half of my AirPods, and I will be not forgotten. <laughs> Speaking of the Metro North, I was going to work this in. Do y'all are y'all from Westchester? Yeah, did we I, are. Did I read that, that right? Greenberg. I live. Oh, I, I, yeah, that's a fact. Shout I live. To the town. I live, <laughs> I live in Greenberg. No, you don't. I do. Yeah, she does. I do. I just moved here a few years ago. Yeah. My husband's from Manhattan. Y'all are from the Bronx, right? Originally. Yeah, yeah. born in the Bronx. So where do you go when you're from the Bronx? Either Westchester or Jersey. And we ended up going to to Westchester. Wow. It's not too late for Jersey, though. You can come on over. No, well, it's it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because it's like um, your your husband, he's black? He's Dominican. Dominican. Okay. So he's black. Black. My book. But, um, you know, (laughs) I mean, we have those discussions, but we'll continue. This isn't about that, but go ahead. That's a different, that's a different conversation. (laughs) But, uh, nah, you know, growing up, um, that was the thing. Like, you know, if you, if your parents did decent for themselves, Mm -hmm. like you said, and where we from Greenberg is actually, um, one of the only towns in America where it's like a suburb, but it's like 90% black. Yes. It's a black, like middle class, which is what work, we loved about it, yeah. Working class suburb, which is an interesting dynamic because Westchester County, like where we come from, is a very segregated place, mm-hmm. and um, you know, majority of it is like very well-to-do white neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you have pockets where it's all black, mm-hmm. like yep. where we're from, Greenberg, Mount Vernon, South Yonkers, Peekskill, Peekskill. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. That's an interesting study in in 
geography, you yeah. know, it's kind of off topic a little bit, but we're still talking about finance where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, segregation is still alive mm-hmm. and yep. people just don't realize exactly. it. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. they just are forced to move to certain neighborhoods or they, they move to certain neighborhoods and it's like, it's just interesting yeah. that this small town that we live in 20 minutes outside the Bronx and 90% of the people migrated from the Bronx and it's all black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have crazy Mandy is that in that in the program we actually did a project on the segregation of our town because it's Ooh, I want to read it I love the history oh, yeah we got, I, I want to know about everything it. about it it's very yeah. interesting especially when it, you break it down to the school districts mm. um so yeah we'll talk we'll talk after this yeah well this is, sure we, we talk about this on the show just like you know as an investment home ownership being this you know pathway to we're talking about investing mm-hmm. home ownership being this traditional form of of wealth building in black and brown communities and 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 seeing why i i had to reckon with the fact that oh i could afford a house here because unfortunately it seems like home values have been yes increasing but not as ex, you know not as expensive as other areas in westchester and you have to think about oh well there's racism um, yeah, and, and and the homes don't yeah. appreciate the same level mm-hmm. where we're from. Like any other place in Westchester, the homes appreciate much higher. Mm-hmm. But ironically, for mm-hmm. some reason, in the black neighborhood, the, the homes don't appreciate at the same value as yes. anywhere else in the county. So yeah. it's an interesting study. I actually would like to hear Ian's perspective on that too. Because yeah, I was going to say, I would like to like I think because having Ian here is special as well and i'd love to hear some of the background like how how did you get here how did you link with earn your leisure you know but how did you even get to the space where you knew like honestly like my sister loves like you know everybody knows on the on the show they're always like bring carol on that's my sister who like gives us all of our talk our stock tips (laughs) who she's like now i'm good but she you're one of the few people that she's like yo he's dope you know (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'd love to know how'd you get here? How'd you learn what you know learn? How'd you connect with Earn Your Leisure? It came out of pain. Um, so I went to Indiana University. I'm from Northwest Indiana. I grew up 20 minutes from Chicago in 1999 and 2000. My dad uh, gave a guy some money because he was in construction. The guy lost all the money, lost 115000 in like three months doing mm. options trades. And that was a guy's first three months with the firm. Literally told him, hey, it just happens. And my dad was like, what do you mean it just happens? Like there was no care, no compassion. So that was my first introduction. Second introduction, Indiana University. I'm walking from Ballantyne. Kudos to Andy Schiffman. He's an agent now in the NBA. And he was like, yo, Cuban made this crazy trade with Yahoo, which crazy enough, EYL went to interview him about, you know, 15 years later. But Mark Cuban had, she sold broadcast.com to Yahoo and then got the stocks and then shorted it. As a fellow, took that money and then invested long-term into the market. So I had an exposure to what happens when things don't go well. Mm-hmm. And then this other side of like, even when the market goes down, you can make money. So one of my buddies worked for JP Morgan in 2007. He worked for a big firm. He told me everything to invest in the recession. Guess what I did? Did not listen. Mm-hmm. He called me four months later and he was like, okay, I'm about to retire. He was 35. He was like, you can liquidate everything that I told you to get. And I was like, liquid what? He was like, no, I'm about to retire. He was like, you didn't buy what I told you? And he was already rich. like, But he still retired to this day from 2008 Mm -hmm. from those investments. And I was like, see, what had happened was I was going to. (laughs) But but then I went on a date. (laughs) And that was my first lesson of like these recessions and huge crashes are immense opportunities. To us, we panic. Mm-hmm. But for other people, they end up profiting from it. So from that point on, I was like, I'll never get caught. 
not knowing what a recession is and how to take advantage of it. And I would post on Facebook and share stuff with my friends for free. And then one of my friends, Jury, introduced me to Troy Rashad. And then, of course, you know, they didn't know me. And it's so many, we all know this. We see people, people who post online mm-hmm. who act like they're the greatest, but they're not good at their craft. So it took them a while to like warm up to me. But after we connect and did episode 70, it ended up being a classic. And then from there, it goes to the power partnership. I'm like, hey, we should do a podcast together. Because I like working with other people. But in particular, I like working with us. Because let's be honest, in 2010, when I was talking about investing and using rap references and basketball references, it was looked mm-hmm. down upon. It's like, no one wants to hear that perspective of the market from Alan Iverson, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, but my people in the barbershop get that. They don't understand what a derivative derivative is or a synthetic instrument. They're like, a what? Is that a beat machine? Like, what's that? So making it plain made it fun. And I think we ushered in a wave to make it acceptable for us to be us and invest in the market. And last year, I think our growth was the biggest in investing in, mm-hmm. in this entire history. So. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. Who's your, can I ask y'all a question? Going back to your origins, what I know. So Rashad, financial advisor, and you also worked in wait J.P. Morgan, or was that a buddy of no, yours? No, that was my buddy. Mom, I'm, I'm an investor. I just did learn how to do it on my own. DIY investing. Yeah. So Troy, yeah. educator, teacher. Mm-hmm. What did you teach? I taught health science and phys ed. So I was like, the oh, gym okay, Coach Troy. Okay. You can call you yeah, Coach Troy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. So, but but y'all, I mean, and I know Ian, you kind of shared some of your early financial inspirations. But for Troy and Rashad, I mean, who was it? How did you end up here? I think for, personally, you know, I accidentally ended up in personal finance, you know, kicked on my butt as a millennial in the Great Recession. Tiffany's story, I think, is very well known about, you know, similar uh, comeback story after the recession. But yeah, what's what 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 drives y'all? What's your inspiration financially? Who or what is your inspiration? What was that moment for y'all? I mean, for me, I think um, my dad was definitely a major inspiration for me. Like, I grew up in a household where, like, my mom is a teacher and she's, like, very you know, ultra paycheck. Like she has no heart to be an entrepreneur. Like she needs to have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. She, she's not feeling an entrepreneur life. And part of that is that, you know, my dad's entrepreneur his whole life, but you know, being an entrepreneur is ups and downs. So, you know, I grew up in a household where, you know, I saw like, you know, financial issues. Like you can see, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you start, <laughs> as you get older, you start to, you know, realize what's going on and, and you know, mm-hmm. you see fights and arguments and it's like, you said this last time, I'm not, you're not borrowing more money from me. Da, 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 da. So it's like, <laughs> you start to see like, all right, there's good months and then there's bad months. And, but that's the life of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But I always appreciated that, you know, he didn't have to work for anybody. And, you know, he, um, he always had that, that like do for self mentality. And, um, that's something that I always wanted to do. I never really wanted to work for anybody. I never was good at following orders or following directions. It's something I never, never was good at. So I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur my whole entire life. I just wasn't sure exactly what direction I wanted to go in. So, you know, business is something that I always fell in love with. Like, even when I was young, I loved the stock market, like just movies like Wall Street and Barbarians Mm -hmm. at the Gate. Like I was watching these movies when I was 12 years old. It was just something about, I wanted to be a corporate takeover artist. It was just fascinating to me, like, you know, growing to Wall Street when I was a kid and just seeing everything move so quickly. It just was like fascinating to me. So I always wanted to be involved in the stock market. I always wanted to, to, you know, be in in the industry. Um, so you're so, different, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you weren't like most 12 years. Do you think it was because living in Manhattan, you know, Wall Street was so close but so far? Do you think that was part of the allure? Nah, not really, because most of the people that I grew up with didn't share the same ambition or the same passion for business or stocks that I had. So 
I don't know. I don't I don't know what it was, but I guess, you know, sometimes in life you just, you know mm-hmm. how you can just see a kid and you're like, yeah. all right, he's going to be. Mm-hmm. This and I see like, that helped too. Yeah. yeah. Think, sure. Same for me. Yeah. Seeing it. Yeah, for sure. But even now, I mean, my, I have siblings and they're not entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't go down that route and they're older than me. So I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think sometimes you just have things that's just wired in your brain. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I always had an issue with authority, like, you know, even playing basketball. Play basketball. No, you don't no. say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I not really. Me and Mandy been hard headed. So, don't let this know. lavender fool you. I think that, you know, that, that's a gift and a curse, but more <laughs> of a gift, more of a gift because it yes. forced me to figure out, you know, I never really had a real job. So I had a job one time at Target for two weeks when I was in college. That? I got fired. I got fired after, um, I think like 10 days. No, that's what you just left. You can't no, 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 I got fired. That's me. Oh, I took, I took, like, I took like a two-hour lunch break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you came to my crib. I took like a two-hour lunch break. They're like, look, this isn't going to work out. The 30-minute lunch break trash, though. No, like, but that's the real, you know, that's a true story. That's yeah. a true story. Like, he had came home from college. He's like, Yo, what am I do? He was like, yo, you think I could teach? I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Rashad, okay, so you're this like budding entrepreneur, very, you know, it sounds like you're very risk tolerant if we can use some, you know, investing speak. So Troy, yeah. public education. Yeah. I'm sensing maybe you were, well, you tell me your story because y'all seem be a little honest, man, the, the My parents, uh, I'm first generation. My parents are from Jamaica. And so okay. we would, you know, we would talk. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, I mean, they installed hard work, hard work, hard work, um, and they installed like being a certain profession. And teaching wasn't one of them. I kind of just stumbled upon it because I naturally had worked with kids. Our first job was working at a community center as counselors. And so I always worked with kids, and I love sports. I thought I was going to play sports. And so my biggest inspiration were athletes and rappers. Mm. Like straight up, like Jay and, and Puff were inspirations for me. Obviously, Michael Jordan was an inspiration. And I thought, like, you know what, if I can't play sports, I want to be around it at least. And so I initially wanted to be a physical therapist. And um, very quickly, I, I was like, why am I doing this? I hate science. <laughs> like, this is just too many science courses. I'm, I'm not going to make this. And so I just put the two natural things that I knew. I knew working with kids. I knew sports. And so I said, I'm, I'm going to teach phys ed. So my biggest inspirations were that. And once I knew that I wasn't going to make money from sports, I said, let me find a profession in sports that I can make money. So sports medicine became a thing. And then obviously it fell out. But, you know, my... My inspirations are around me, my friends. Um, like I said, I've known Shadi pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. He's been an entrepreneur most of my entire life since I've known him, right? And so our other partner, Mike, is an entrepreneur as well. And so imagine the text messages as I'm going to work and they're just waking up. <laughs> 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 and so that was their thing. They're like, look, man, you know what? You ain't, you're not going to be doing this for long. And I'm like, no, nah, I really love this. Like, and, and Tiff, you know, like when you, yes. when you work around kids and you see your purpose and you realize how different you are in the education field and you know there's not going to be anybody that replaces you if you leave, you become more passionate. But I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset. And I think we had an argument once. He was like, yeah, you got a boss. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't have a boss. I work for myself. The, the real bosses are, my, are the kids that I'm in yes, front of every day. Yes, yes. So those, those kids were my boss because they would be able to tell me how I was doing on a daily basis, whereas the principal... I know more about this profession that I'm doing than he does. Mm-hmm. And so if I do my job, I look good. And so does he. And if he does his job, we all look good. And so we work in this together. I always looked at everybody as my colleague. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. But you got a boss. <laughs> <laughs> People always 
always hating on teachers, but you know, like Trey, you know, like when you teach, you are literally equipped to do just about anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Because like, yo, you're like a psychologist, you're a CEO of that classroom, you're the CFO, you gotta deal with social parents, worker. you gotta do teacher, social That's worker. Bad. And then every year it flips and you gotta learn yeah. and and readjust. The public I tell relations people, skills are great. Everything. The kindness. Like you two are two of the kindness. Like Rashad are not rough. <laughs> that authority thing, we'd be like, all right, like Rashad and I teach, fail then. Just fail. <laughs> you guys are a lot more patient. Like, okay, when he, you're going to get it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. When he came into the classroom, not no joke, when he came in, and I, he, credit to him because he's gotten a lot better with actually being in front of the classroom, uh-huh. he would get their attention like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. And the kids would be like, what are you talking, talking about? to? That's not how that's like going to work. I'm like, yeah, nah, no, we got to ease it. We got to ease it in, man. We got to ease this, this thing in. But yeah. Me, so, and this, this is something that I want people to realize. Like, I don't come from a business background. My mm-hmm. business comes from watching my brothers and watching my mm-hmm. friends be, be entrepreneurs and learning that. And so it's encouraging because it's like, look, you can do this. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of homework. It takes a lot of discipline. But, you know, mm-hmm. anybody can do it if you put the right, the right amount of time in. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're coming up on, well, we've already passed the one-year pandemic anniversary, which it seems dumb to even call it that because uh, it's such a <laughs> traumatic, uh, traumatic year, especially for black communities, especially for black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the market, because I know a year ago, markets were down. Were they down? I don't know if I'm getting the t- it's April now. What is even time? It was a scary time for some people. But to your point, Ian, it was also a time of opportunity. Mm-hmm. How Amazing. do you think people? So let's say let's say, Ian, People, you know, had a year like you did 10 years ago when your friend told you to invest and they were like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm a little too yeah. afraid. So they feel like they've missed the boat. Um, now we're a year post pandemic. What what message do you have to people who were like, damn, I didn't get hurts. <laughs> I didn't I people, when stuff. she means people, she means I me. I was like, uh, my sister was like, me watching over there. liar. No, you got, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I invested. Min- I have a wealth group. Carol was like, get this, get this. I was like, uh, what? Tell me how it works out. She's like, I'm up a thousand percent. What about you? I'm like, I mean, theoretically, (laughs) I'm up a thousand percent in business. So yes, Ian, how can I sop up my tears and be ready for the next time? Um, For me, it took me 12 years to get ready for this moment. But I'll tell anyone that missed out, use that as motivation to never get caught in this again. Because like, imagine... So I, I looked, like, I visited Westchester's nice. When I looked at the houses, I'm like, mm, it's kind of pricey because I'm mm-hmm. in Houston. So like okay. 500000 to get us a mansion. I'm like, got to wait to move out there, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine if houses out there that are the prices now, they dropped 80%. Mm-hmm. We would be like, girl, we got to go get, get all our friends and go buy as many houses as possible. Mm-hmm. Last year happened and everyone panicked. And so in real time, I was telling people how far the market was going to drop and what to buy. Mm-hmm. So last year... Uh, we did a collaboration with Stock Club. Like at one time, I was like by Apple, Microsoft, Moderna, Tesla, AMD, NVIDIA, uh, Microsoft, Shopify, JKHY, and Five Nine Cloud. So on average, for those who got into Stock Club last year, they're up like five hundred and thirty-five percent, indexes included, right? And if you missed out, it's like, damn, I should have took advantage of it. But the great part is the market drops every month. Mm. It's like just as sure as the sun is going to shine, rain is going to come. We have to take advantage of those moments. But when those big drops happen in quality companies, and Rashad said it when we do a Market Mondays, like, do you think 80% of value of Boeing left just because the market dropped or 50% of Apple actually left? Mm-hmm. No. Those are the greatest times to buy. Okay. Of course, do your research. 
If you're super serious about investing, I'm telling everyone to read 100 pages a day. If you're beginning, start with 10 pages a day. Okay. You'll be surprised at the, the traction that you can cover, and you will be able to beat 99% of people. But if you just buy every single month, and when we have 50% drops, if you buy quality companies like top 10 companies, you're golden. My, my formula is two index funds and then two technology companies. That's all you need. Equally weighted. So if you have $10,000, just split the money up amongst the four. And you'll be fine. But those opportunities, when the market crashes, I'm going to be very honest. Those of us that are investors, we are smiling ear to ear and be like, thank mm. you, God. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. In a sad yeah. way, though, because, you know, for yeah. some. Well, also, yeah. too, but I have so many questions. But for me. So, for example, I got a call from my cousin Tia in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta originally. Um, even though I rep the Berg now. Can we call it the Berg? G-Berg? I don't know any young people around here, so I'm just like an old married lady with a kid. Uh, <laughs> the Berg is dope, though. The Berg, uh-huh. That's what they call it. That's what we call it, yeah. That's the pretty part about it. I got it right here. Greenberg Hill. I need one of those. Uh, I'll bring it to your house. Wait, hold on, my question, y'all. <laughs> but really, I when we find out we live two streets away from each other, that's going to be the real because Greenberg yeah. is tiny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, mom brain, where was my question? All right, listen, my cousin Tia, that's right. Uh-huh. She calls me, and listen, as Rashad, and especially and Ian, probably too, you know that you can't just like give. I have so many cousins, you know, some of my, a couple of my siblings too, who you want to just like give them a financial advice, but they have to come mm-hmm. to you. You know, I have learned people don't want you preaching to them. They need to come yes. to you. So finally, after years of like, text me whenever you got a question to you, she finally texts me. She's a, a preschool or preschool teacher in Atlanta, really hurt by the recession. And she's like, hey, my, my coworker was talking about GameStop. Should I buy some? Mm-hmm. And my first reaction was like, no, this was not when GameStop was, this was when it was in the news to the point where, you know, my cousin was hearing about it. But I like what you said about education, because for me, I wanted to be like, yes, you know, buy some stock. But for me, I I hesitated because I knew that she didn't have the education part down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like you need to read and be educated so that you can take someone's advice and you can, you know, make an educated decision about investing. So what would you say to, and you know, Tia, I when I when she came to me and asked me about that, I was like, do you have a 401k? And she hadn't. And she was like leaving a match on the table. So for people who are, maybe they haven't, you know, they're not ready for the moment quite yet. It's mm-hmm. not their time. We call it financial double dutch. It's not their time to just jump in, you know, mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> just quite yet. <laughs> Backing it up. I mean, do you feel like that, you know, it doesn't matter. Just jump in anyway. Or 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 because I tend to be more risk averse. Or do you feel like some people should just start with, you know, 401k, start with IRA, start with emergency fund first and foremost be before and i'll piggyback on that question like and then what does someone start to read like if someone's like okay i want to prepare you know like you know what what books would you suggest someone start with and and start to accumulate that kind of knowledge to piggyback on, on mandy's question well, if yeah. they want to be financially whole, they should probably get your book. I mean, aside yeah. from Gigga with money. <laughs> Can we just pan the camera just a little bit? <laughs> Slight plug. It's always. <laughs> no, no, plug. but seriously, like I I have a 14-year-old stepdaughter and I want to because she's making like money from me and everybody else that she's been working with. And um, I want, you know, she knows how to budget. She knows how to save. But I'm like, I want to sit down with her to be like, let's let's invest together. So I'm like, something that's simple enough that I think if a 14-year-old can start, than anyone can, so I'd love to know. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Ian answer this, but I think that um, first we have to get out of the uh, the thing of like what books to read, mm-hmm. because as a teacher, 
you understand that there's seven different, I think seven different learning styles. Mm -hmm. Everybody learns differently. Everybody does not learn by reading like me. Like I don't really read that many books. If I read a book, it's going to be, I'm listening to the book on audio. I can remember something a lot better than reading something. Like my brain is not working that manner. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, even now in this generation, people are learning differently. So we can never discount the value of how someone learns. So one of the best ways to learn is podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you, you leisure market money? Do you know any <laughs> investing podcast people should? <laughs> that is a fact. Um, podcasts, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, even Instagram. You learn. You can learn if you follow the right the right pages and the right people. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing because I feel like this still. I remember I was telling my cousin um, before he was like, "What books you reading?" He he was in jail at the time, so you know, in jail mm-hmm. they they reading. Scrolls like they're reading everything. Like you know, so I'm like, you know, I'm I'm listening. He's like, you listening to audio? Like he was like, you know, like that's not learning. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Same thing. What what if I'm listening to somebody tell me something, or if mm-hmm. you're reading it, what's different about it? So that's the first thing. Okay. I feel like you know, in the age of information, there's so many different ways to learn. And me personally, I learn better from listening to podcasts, okay. watching videos. And um, actually, even you know, buying courses than than buying books. I'm not gonna read a book this big. I ain't gonna do it. Not gonna happen. If, if you send him a long text, you're not reading. That is <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, no, and that's, that's good. Thank you for like because you're right. The educated me is like you're right because there are differentiated learning says that like you know everybody absorbs knowledge differently, and you ought to find the way that you best learn. You know, so mm-hmm. no, that makes total sense. And, and then for me, two things: we need to stop saying that investing is hard. It's mm-hmm. not for us because the greatest risk that we'll take is not being able to have our money work for us. And I've been saying this since 2010. Then last year hit and everyone's like, maybe you had a point because what if I was talking to a guy today who came to put a desk together for me? He has a friend that is working with businesses to automate 80% of employees out of businesses. Mm. It's a business owner. I'm like, what's the automation? The other side of me, I'm looking, I'm like, well, my aunts, my cousins, my relatives, they're going to be out of work. Mm-hmm. So if we're not putting our money into the possession of these companies and you're actually buying a part of a business, which we already know which ones to invest in, I think the greatest risk is not investing in them. My favorite book is Money Master the Game. It is that thick. But <laughs> what is. if I sat you down with Drake, Tupac, Lior, whomever in the music industry and that was their Bible, would you read it? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people don't know what the outcome is going to be. That's why they don't want to read. But if I'm like, hey... If you invest a thousand dollars a month, you should probably end up with a minimum of five hundred thousand. That would entice people a hell of a lot more. Well, I, think, I think we were more than capable of, of being able yeah, to invest I, in the market. I think they still, I think they still won't won't, won't read it. Yeah. I think, and that, but but yeah. that's, but which is sad like, but true. But the thing is, also, you don't need to read a book to know how to just put your money in a target date fund. You know, and that's what you're talking about. It's not for us. Often it's like the the literature, the written tips about investing. It makes it feel like, and my cousin Tia, all she had to do was go to her, you know, HR website, opt in. They automatically put her in a target date fund. And mm-hmm. you know what? If that had happened 10 years ago, she would have been ready mm-hmm. without reading a book. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was ready for this recession because baby M- Mandy at 22, 23 opened a 401k in That's 2011, nice. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just put in my... 15% however much a month since then. So yeah, we, we we always send that message. And I think where Tiff and I kind of, you know, are always kind of towing that line is 
for some people, that's good. Like you're doing it. You're investing, you know, if you got a 401k or an IRA. But then where you guys are more comfortable playing in is this, as the individual stock picking and things like that, that um, I think for, that is the point where I'm like, probably read a book. I, I think um, you have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that our platform has grown. It's not like we're the first people to ever talk about investing or mm-hmm. real estate, but we have created a platform, probably the first platform of any real, you know, stature that delivers the information in the language that the people can understand. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very, it's very digestible. Mm-hmm. So we understand yeah. that people have a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, they might not want to invest in reading and I, Hey, that's their, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. But now they can just tune us in and they can listen. And yeah, now we start with the basics mm-hmm. before you mm-hmm. actually st- should invest. Me, I'm a financial advisor. So my whole background is basics as far as, you know, 401ks, IRAs, mm-hmm. debt, all of these things, emergency savings. I was talking about that stuff way before we had an, an investment show. Yeah. Like you should have three months minimum, six mm-hmm. months yeah. recommended, 12 months maximum as far mm-hmm. as emergency savings. This stuff is not really sexy and nobody really wants to talk about that. But, you know, Tiffany does a great job of explaining that in, in great detail. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the fundamentals. Like mm-hmm. When I used to play sports, you know, learn the fundamentals. You mm-hmm. can't shoot a half-court hook shot before you can make a layup. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. It's like you try to skip the basics and you're going to hurt yourself. You try mm-hmm. to jump into cryptocurrency before you actually mm-hmm. have done anything and yeah, you're going to yeah. lose everything because it's not based off of information. I always say investing is a game of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Gambling is a game of chance. Mm-hmm. But you, you co-mingle the two when you don't have knowledge. So you can... when gamble by investing. If you just, a lot of people's research is what somebody told them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if my research is what Troy told me, no matter how knowledgeable, good research. no matter how knowledgeable, <laughs> I'm still relying off of somebody Troy. just mm-hmm. passing down information, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's like a game of telephone. So we have to, we have to start at the basic levels mm-hmm. and um, it's not complicated, but it's just a matter of just doing some investing in yourself, investing in yourself and investing in yourself could just be time. Yeah, like just taking an hour out your day, mm-hmm. and I feel like now there's so much information now. So easy now. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Can I add to that? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna add to that. A lot of times, we and I did this too, right? Well, especially in education, you get your summer reading uh, log, and <laughs> it's a bunch of books that you don't want to read, and since you didn't read them, that didn't count. And I used to think to myself, like, I don't read enough. I don't read enough. And I started discounting myself because I didn't realize, like, wait, I'm reading the Daily News every day. Mm-hmm. I'm reading ESPN magazine every day. What I'm reading is different. It's not a liter- a book on literature. It's actually a book on sports. So I'm learning something from it. So that led me into reading websites, like going to websites every morning. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we started, I had like 15 publications I would read every morning. So I would wake mm-hmm. up at like five o'clock and read them. I had CNBC, Business Insider, uh, Fox uh, Business. I mean, like literally every morning, this was what I was reading and finding articles and learning. Every time I read, I learned something new. And that just became a habit, right? So I, I know they say if you do something for 30 days, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Try doing that for like two years, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So the amount of information that I'm learning, again, I told you like education is my background, but now business is my life. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes that because I'm learning every time I read. I don't want people to discount the things that they read. Yeah, you may not have read Money Masters a Game, but you can go to cnbc.com. You but, can go to earnyourleisure.com. Or even read two pages a day. Oh, yeah, but, an article. But we have to stop looking past our institutions. Like a lot of times we... Um, we have the answers in front of us and we, we make it more complicated. Like, okay. so the question is like where to start. Get that question yes. a lot. So like Tiffany has several books. Mm-hmm. That's a starting point. Earn Your Leisure has over 400 videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and three posts on Instagram a day. Right. That's a starting point. Market Monday is a starting point. We have EY University. That's a starting point. Red Panda Stock yeah. Club. That's a starting point. So 
before before I lead people to any other direction, mm-hmm. I'm gonna lead them to where we actually started because mm-hmm. this is the language that we speak. Mm-hmm. I personally don't read the Wall Street Journal. Of course, the Wall Street Journal is very valuable. It's a highly respected newspaper, but I'm, I don't read it. So I can't recommend something that I don't do myself. Mm-hmm. But you I are will, executing on the investing yeah, part. I, I'm, I listen to Market Mondays because yeah. I'm on Market Mondays. Mm-hmm. I know I was trusted. I do watch CNBC from time to time, so I can't recommend that. But other than that, I don't really think like we have, a, that's that's an issue. We always look for like the holy grail of something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What's the one thing I can read every day? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's a lot of pressure. I like what you said about you know, you put too much pressure. I don't, I don't read enough. You know, if you're waiting for the one thing you're going to read that's going to change your life, you'd be waiting a, a long time. It's more, it's the, it's the sum of everything that you've read, you know, right. and it yeah. takes time. And you're right. People don't want to hear that. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. 
I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Let's talk about the network. EYL is not just one podcast. How Incredible. many shows do you guys have now? Four. Four. Four shows? Okay. Okay. Well, five. We got five. Okay. Name them. Name them. Uh, Market Mondays, Inside the Vault, Social Proof Podcast. And then we have- Dream Nation. Dream Nation. And we have- um, uh, Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth. Those two That's are fun. coming. They're, they're coming. Okay. Yeah. One is a mental health podcast. Mm. One is a, a real estate podcast. And then we're doing a limited limited edition podcast with John Henry, our friend John Henry. That's four. Oh, yeah, that's only John. Five. Well, I don't yeah. know yeah. Wesley, but I know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. Four episodes. Is that the guy from that show? That sounds very vague. No. It is. <laughs> yes, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there was a show. He's light skinned with glasses. Yes. He, he's he like, like Harlem entrepreneurs Capital. or I want to say like MTV, but anyway. He's like the but, young Vice, Gary Vice, V. Vice, Vice, Vice. Vice. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. MTV. Whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the youth don't know. know what that is today. Yeah, it's like 17 but What's the vision? Because And also, yes. help me understand. So y'all have been around for only a couple of years now. Two, right? Um, two years. Two. Mm-hmm. Right. How did you get this far so quickly? Is this full time for you guys? Because I and listen, I you know Tiff and I've done the show for six years. Um, it's not our it's not our sole focus. The mm-hmm. podcast we each have our own things. Um, but but for people who are looking at y'all and saying like, oh, they have a podcast, they made it. This is their empire. Um, talk about where you guys are at. Is this is this your sole venture now, or if y'all quit your day jobs and this is it? Y'all putting all the cards on the table. And what's the vision? What's the vision for for EYL? Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still a practicing financial advisor, but uh, that takes up less and less of my time these mm-hmm. days. Earn your leisure takes up probably 95 percent of my time. Uh, and Troy, yeah, earn your leisure is my life. Mm-hmm. It's my life. Yeah, so I, I I don't work for I always I still educate. I just educate in a different uh, medium now. No more coach, Troy. I, I, yeah, I don't belong, <laughs> I don't belong to a school district. I belong to the world. Well, how mm-hmm. we how we was able to grow so fast is a couple different things. Um, teamwork. Um, you know, we have a strong team. Shout out to Mike, shout out to Bam, shout out to Jamal, shout out to everybody that's a part. It's not just us. People see mm-hmm. us, but it's more to it than that. Um, and then we learn. We learn a lot. You have to learn very quickly in this world that we're in right now. Things move so quickly that you have to pick up the information and be able to process it on the go. So just being around so many entrepreneurs, our friends and things of that nature. And um, we establish strong relationships. So like, you know, even, you know, we could have just probably did a stock show ourselves, but it's like that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So it ma- it makes sense for us to partner with Ian, where he obviously does this all the time. Like you know, what I mean, this is what he does. So now it's it's less work as far as for us just making a whole nother show just by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we can st- we're still a part of it. So that's a strategic alliance. And um, a lot of times, you know, people look at like 
they want to do everything themselves. They want to be the star of everything. They want everything. Like you know what I'm saying? And you're only going to go so far that by yourself, no matter what. You're only going to go so far by yourself. Mm-hmm. You go a lot further with a team and you go a lot further by helping people too. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we try to, mm-hmm. even with the podcast network, that's us helping people. Mm-hmm. Only person that had a podcast already was Dave Chance. Shout out to him. But, you know, Ash Cash, he, he, wanted to come because he's like a, he sees the value mm-hmm. you know Ian like you know what I'm saying he didn't have a podcast yeah I was the first one I was like hey uh, before y'all take off let me send this text <laughs> I remember texting Michelle like hey man uh, before we get busy <laughs> yeah, please so, come on so you know I think that's important for entre- yeah. entrepreneurs to keep in mind that the more mm-hmm. people it sounds cliche but it's true the more people that you help um, the further that you will go mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a win-win that was the message that really hit me when y'all were celebrating, what was, uh, <clears throat> did y'all get number one of business? Wait, number one of all podcasts y'all hit? Business. Business. Business, business podcast. Right. Yeah. We knocked that, so, um, that other guy, DR. I don't even really know. We don't even know him around here. I don't know who that is. Knocked Voldemort, him right out financial the spot. Voldemort. Right? Yeah. I was like. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes. We, we Yeah, he's not that. our favorite over here. And he's so just, yeah. So, but that was but, awesome but, you, but what you said, <laughs> real quick, what you said during your IG live that night, which I was tuning into, is exactly that. It was, you had your friends on and you were talking about how we didn't do this alone. And it struck me because I I was talking to a fellow podcaster and she, and I was telling her, because Tiff and I signed with a new network, um, mm-hmm. shout out to Westwood One, in February. And that was a big step for us. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her that we were signing with a network and the the vibe was very much, oh, you sold out? Like, I don't want to keep doing this. I just really want to own everything. And I was like, yeah, I've, we've done that. And um, I would also like some help now. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't take maternity leave when I, hardly at all when I, you know, when we uh, did the show and Tiff and I have just been grinding. But yeah, I, I would love to t- talk a little bit more about that. So what do you think you have gained, like, you know, specifically from those partnerships? Is it... Is it the amplification of exposure? Is it is it just bigger dollars because now you have more minutes of podcasting that you can sell ads on? Like how does the how does that translate into what people really want to know? Like money <laughs> and yeah. revenue and all that. I mean, for us, more so than our, our business model is a little different than most podcasters because most podcasters they make the majority of their money off of ads mm-hmm. and things of that nature, where you know, ads are more like supplement income for us. Um, we have different like programs, products, and and different things of that nature. How we, you know, we we attain revenue. So for us, you know, um, brand exposure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and adding value. Once again, it might sound corny, but it's true. I, I feel like the more value that we can add, the more valuable we become. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, everything is not about you know just making money up front. And then there's always there's always money on the back end that mm-hmm. you know with a big big payday comes. But for us. To be completely honest with you about it, we're not making a bunch of money off of our podcast network. Our podcast network was to grow our brand, mm-hmm. to add more value, to grow exposure, and to really build those relationships with people because we feel like, all right, now if we do have a strong four or five shows, now that's that's something that's valuable down the line. And you know how that comes to fruition is still to be determined, mm-hmm. but it's like... If you never try something, you never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You never know. I think that's one of the biggest things with us is like there is no fear of any type of failure. Failure mm-hmm. never comes into our mind. We're just like, all right, we, we want to do something that can help creatives expand their brand. Let's do it. We want to see everybody win. And it's kind of mm-hmm. it's weird when we come into spaces and people are like, wait, y'all don't really want anything else? I'm like, nah, we just want to see you win. Mm-hmm. When you win, we win. You know what I mean? Like, and when we talk about community, that's what we're building, a community. I, I know somebody told us like a school is only as good as, a, as the students that graduate from it, right? And mm. so when we look at it, if Ash Cash does well, 
then the next person who wants to start a podcast is like, that's the place to go, right? And if Dave Shan does well, that you know what I mean? Market Mondays is doing well. It, we become the place to go. And everything that we do is to support each other, right? So like the, the goal is to like build a brand, help everybody else who's trying to build theirs, mm-hmm. expedite that because we've been through it for two years. We hit number one, so we know what it takes. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you're going to, you're not going to make the mistakes because we're going to give you the game, right? Mm-hmm. We become mentors in that sense. So yeah, I mean, we, we saw um, a brand build nine podcasts and then a big payday game, right? So when Shai's like, yo, we're not talking about upfront money. We're talking about the long game. Yes, please. Let's yeah. talk that long game. <laughs> no, for real, because as yeah. someone who, yeah. When I started Budgetista, everybody was like, I don't get it. So these things are free? Yes. So you do all these lives for free? Yes. So you do all this thing. Like, <laughs> nobody could, like, wrap their mind around why. Well, because my intention, just like any teacher's intention, was to teach, to transform, mm-hmm. to make my community better. And I honestly, I didn't know I was going to make money. I was like, you know, I mean, I did speaking engagements here and there to supplement, but I wasn't really sure about how I was going to um, monetize. But I knew that if you build something great, you can. And now I will. And I told you guys, I think this before, because when I first came on Earn Your Leisure, we had like, we, I felt like the real talk was after we hung up. Yeah. You know? And I told powerful. y'all like, please, like you will get to a space and a place because of the way you're building that the money is the easy part. Yeah. Easy. You know, like it took me probably five or six years, you know, but now I can do something and I've done this and make seven figures in a weekend. So I don't worry about like, you know, but that's when you build the way you're building. You're building this solid foundation. You're building off of network. You're building off of making sure that everyone is good, that the money will will be like the, you'll be able to flip a switch. I was telling my sister, Tracy, my um publicist, Ian's. Ian, hey, Queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ian Stalker. Why don't you want me? I feel like Will Smith and Fresh Prince. Why don't you want me, man? Right. No, so I was telling her, I was She's building her business, and I was telling her, she's like, oh, it's so much. I was like, yo, sis, honestly, you will get to a point where you realize you are the bank. At any moment, I could tap into myself and make money produce, you know? like So not to worry so much about that part if you're willing to do the work. But I guess my question is, and this is a question that I get, and I still struggle with the answer, is what's the desired outcome? Like, what do you like? I would love to hear from you, Ian, Troy, Rashad, like, how, how do you, where do you see this going? Today I had a, a, a meeting with my business coach, Shout to Zion. Um, I've got several coaches, but he's like my executive business coach. And he said, just so you know, you're sitting on a billion dollar business. Uh-huh. And Zion's not one to just be blowing smoke up your behind. And I was just like, yeah, he's like, no, I have speak, spoken to the SEO guy behind Voldemort. And um, he helped him grow to $450 million a year. And he was looking at your stuff and was like, oh, easy. We could we could get her there. And I was like, what? So, but I, it depends on what is it that I'm wanting. So my question for you is like, what is it, you know, like what's the big mission five years, 10 years from now? What would you love to see? Yeah, I mean, for us, um, it's a few different things that we're working on. You know, we have an education platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is run by education and media. If you really think about it, you know, we're controlled by media, what we see. And we're forced to learn. Education is something that's not even optional. Like if you don't go to school as a kid, you can get arrested. Truancy cops. They have mm-hmm. cops like just to make sure kids go to school. Before COVID, now COVID, everything changed. But so I say that to say that's like really, really the most important parts of life. So 
we have an educational platform called EYO University. And with EYO University, we really just like kind of made that. It's not like specific. It's not a real estate school. It's not a stock school. It's everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. Uh, every single week is different classes. It's a book club. It's a movie club. It's a, a real estate course inside of it. Um, we have investment conversations, all kinds of stuff. So we really wanted to give like every single thing that you can really, you know, need as far as personal finance, investing, and grow that. So now that community has what, over like 9,000 people, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So we want to make that like a Phoenix university, like bigger than mm -hmm. Phoenix university and make that, you know, rival any, any university out there and make it, you know, a huge, huge, huge platform, over a hundred thousand students with graduations and all kinds of stuff like that, you know? So that's something that we, we are really excited about. We want to continue to grow that. And of course the media side, you know, for Earn Your Leisure, look at Earn Your Leisure as a podcast, you know, we have a podcast network, but even bigger than that, we're a media company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want to keep growing as a media company, um, produce other shows and, you know, have strategic alliances and things of that nature. So mm -hmm. now, we have a corporate arm for our media division. We have, you know, our educational division. And then, of course, there's a bunch of other ancillary stuff. We just got, you know, a truck. I so, saw that. That was dope. Yeah. You got a truck? Yes. Yeah, yeah, with their wrapped on, like, a, um, what's the name, truck? A, um, 18 oh, with the logo yes. on it. Yeah, like a freight truck. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, you know, just comes up randomly. <clears throat> um so yeah, another other side businesses, opportunities, things of that nature. But yeah, those are the, those are like the also on the immediate vision board for us. Mm -hmm. We don't really have a goal to be like the top podcast or something. I mean, that's cool, but they do. <laughs> they hit the goal. Well, you I'm already did it say. anyway, so yeah. <laughs> like it's done. So yeah, that's, that's, that's like when Jordan won the third ring. He like, oh yeah, it means as much as the first. Like it's like wah, you know. Wah, you know. Like yeah. I used to say, like I want to go into Target. You could go to Target one day and you see like I don't know. A mug, and it says like budget needs to approved. Like I want to reach that level of like yeah. when you put your name on something, it moves mountains. You know, because mm -hmm. people have come to trust you that much. So I just was wondering for you, like, what does that look like? What's that kind of like pie in the sky? And before I'm gonna let Ian, because I'm sure he has a crazy <laughs> vision for what he has going on. But also, <laughs> I want I want entrepreneurs to be valued the same way as sports and entertainment figures. That's something mm -hmm. that I'm real passionate about. Something that I think is um, very very obtainable. And that's something that not just for celebrity status, but I think it's important because especially in our culture, I never forget, we was talking to somebody that um, was extremely high up in the music business. And he was saying that, you know, he used to work at a major, major record label. And he was saying that he doesn't let his kids listen to rap. He's black. He doesn't let his kids listen to rap. And he used to work at a record label. So mm. I'm like, why don't you let your kids listen to rap? He was like, because like, you know, um, white kids, the kids listen to rap, they know it's entertainment. Like they listen to little fill in the blank, but they... <laughs> And, and it's a little diaper bad. pants. It's a <laughs> and they go they go on to Duke for you know medical school and then when they graduate and it's like, you know, that's just a fad, that's just a moment in their life. Mm -hmm. Black kids mm -hmm. is listening to that and they think it's a career option. Yes. A viable career option. And it's hurting a lot of people. It's hurt a lot yeah. of people. So mm -hmm. it's helped a lot of people too, but it's also hurt a lot of people because there's only so many people that can become professional athletes or professional rappers. But Anybody can become an investor, stock trader, real estate agent or whatever. Like, you know, so I feel like it's important for us to champion that. And it's also unproportional. Like Rolling Stone is big, but Forbes is also big. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, Donald Trump was a celebrity. No matter how you feel about him, he was a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Our Cuban is a celebrity. Like, where's our celebrity entrepreneurs that has nothing to do with sports entertainment? It's not really there. I think we're looking at them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. well, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm so that's 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 <laughs> 
that's on the vision board too to yeah. kind of push that wave to the point where now we have more than just sports and entertainment. Yeah, I'm going to take 30 seconds because I know you're going to go. Right. So one of the other things um, is that we come across a lot of businesses. And uh, we just had this conversation last week about, you know what, becoming a holding company for a lot of businesses, mm -hmm. right? Because if you look at Shark Tank, this, it's very similar to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. People are coming in, they're telling us our businesses, and we'd be foolish not to take advantage of saying, you know what, let's invest in this. And eventually, potentially, you know, taking our, our, our company public. Um, that's something that it crossed my mind over the past mm -hmm. month. I'm like, when have we ever seen that? Mm -hmm. How many people that we know that look like us have done that? And you can actually talk to them. And so that's something that is heavy on my mind right now. And I know it's on Shai's as well. It's something that we're looking definitely to doing in the future. Yeah, EYL private equity. Yeah, no, I love that portfolio. I love that. Go ahead, yes. Ian. What about you? What's your, what's your big, big goal? Over the next five years to help two billion people. Um, whether to you how many up, billion? Think about it like this. When you wake up or go to bed, you're either thinking about how to make money or how to retain it. Mm. Number one reason people get divorced, fellas, I'm sorry. If you're cute, great. But my grandmother used to tell me, there's no romance when I finance, baby. You're cute, but you got to get some money. It's true. And then also how to keep. That's a big thing. So even with what they're building at the network, I know if I can get them to trust on the investment end, then how to be disciplined. They'll listen to a relationship, mental health, because... The money is just one part. Yeah. The thing we were talking about, like, even on Saturday, I'm like, I just want peace. So for, like, me, I have, like, my golden rules. I'm like, don't interrupt me when I'm with Xander. My family and friends' time is off. Like, I don't care what the deal is. Mm -hmm. If I'm with Xander, that's my time. Because I know there's going to be a time where he doesn't want to be around me. He's going Even now, he's six, and he's like, on Easter, he's like, Dad, you can't kiss me. It's inappropriate. I'm like, I'm your dad. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> So I'm like, at nine, I'm like, you, I can't even go with you to the park at that point. So yes. I'm like, I want to have all those moments. But let's be honest, like corporate was designed to take us away from our family yeah. and control our time so we wouldn't have time to think about how to build our own thing. Mm. I'm not anti-corporate. I'm not anti-school. Anti but even the way people are taught to communicate, it is a non-wealth-based strategy. Mm -hmm. So I would just want to help as many people as possible because let's be honest, like, COVID exposed the way that we work wrong, the way that we picked our relationships wrong. Because a lot mm -hmm. of people decided, hey, John, who I'm with, not John Henry, kudos to my guy, <laughs> but John that I'm with, I don't like him as much because now that I'm spending five hours a day with mm -hmm. him, don't like him as much. And then we need more time with our kids, more time with, yeah. with our friends and family. So that same thing that Rashad was saying and me being around my dad and having that kind of freedom, you know, I know Dame Dash gets beats up for how he delivers, but my dad was like that and so was my granddad because he was in the military my dad was like your number one goal has to be freedom mm -hmm. everything else is an illusion mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of time and no money what difference does it make what, so nothing. yeah that's my goal is to be yeah. able to help structure that and help people to get better returns in the market so it's interesting that leisure is in the title of the show. I don't feel like y'all know how to take it. Like, it sounds like y'all work real hard. <laughs> what does leisure... There's some workaholics. It hasn't been earned yet. No, it hasn't been earned yet. Should we unpack that? But how do you guys define leisure? I feel like, I feel like you know, I'm a very appreciative person as far as, like, little things in life. Like, just being able to wake up whenever you want, you know, that's a blessing. And it's like, you know, we... You know, we eating, I was with my son yesterday and he eating scallops and, and lobster. And, you know, we really blessed to be able to eat scallops and lobsters and yeah. clams and things of that nature. Now we really are like little things like that. For me, that's, that's leisure because I know people that are starving and some people, yeah. you know, 
have to wake up at, at 4.30 in the morning and they work until, you know, 1 a.m. So for me to be able to wake up whenever I want, go to sleep whenever I want, travel whenever I want, you know what I mean? Like that thing, little things like that, they don't get lost on me. And um, sometimes it's just like we have to be appreciative of the things that we have mm-hmm. because, you know, we work so much and we compare our lives to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, yeah. Yeah, of course, it would be great to, you know, buy an island and do all of these things. But, you know, coming from, like I said, working class environments where you see people that, you know, work their whole life, but they have $50,000 and trying to work it out, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to, to have a level of financial freedom and to be able to provide for your family. We earned that. You know, yeah. that's earned. That's earned your leisure. That's that's, that's it right there. I mean, he, he what he said it is 1,000% true for 16 years. That was me waking up, going to school, doing the same thing, being stubborn about, you know, my financial freedom. And I, I tell it now because obviously I have a bunch of colleagues who are still practicing in, in education, still teaching, mm-hmm. especially in COVID, which is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. I told him I wouldn't trade this for anything. Yeah. Right? Like, the, the amount of leisure that I have now, the ability to wake up and take my kids to school. It's something that I never was able to do. You know, being able to to make parent-teacher conferences now is something I never was able to do. Mm-hmm. Picking them up from school. You know what I mean? Being mm-hmm. super involved. It's just like these little things that you miss out on that I wouldn't have been able to do had I not earned it this time. So the money is great. The um, the mm-hmm. ability to have some of these, these, these luxuries. I call them luxuries because not every parent is able to do that. Um, it's incredible. And, and my wife as well. Like, you know, to see her be really frustrated at work and into one day say, look, you don't have to go back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's you the ultimate like, flex. That's the you ultimate. To say, baby, don't <laughs> yeah. go. And, 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 can we be honest? Look at our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like my granddad was in the military. When my grandmother moved from Midway, Alabama to East Chicago, Indiana, she had to sell pop bottles and coat hangers to make money. Mm. What we're doing is not hard. Mm. Yes. We're not making steel. Like I have family that worked in a steel mill still there today. The stuff that they go to working a 16-hour shift, but I took that blue-collar Midwest work ethic and mm-hmm. just applied it to white-collar stuff. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to hop mm-hmm. on live and talk? We mm-hmm. like this is like barbershop and beauty salon talk. Like, <laughs> and we're getting paid and getting the chance to influence. Like, so, but even like yeah. watching them and learning, like even Rashad, he told you, like, bro, you gotta relax and travel. Like COVID, I wasn't, I'm like, I'm not getting the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I was Dr. Fauci. I got the mask on in the house. I'm not going anywhere. Rashad, like, bro. You, you gotta travel, like I know. I want to go be in the house so forever. Bad. So it's a balance of everything, but to have the time to be able to spend. I've been an entrepreneur since I was in college. Mm-hmm. So before it was popular, and then even when you were like, because in 04, 05, it was like you're an entrepreneur, can't get a job. Mm-hmm, you went to college mm-hmm. for nothing. That was a perception, but the world kind of caught up. 07, then once again, what we're doing is not hard. It does take a lot of effort, but what I will say about what I think about their growth, outside looking in. Because I was a fan of them first. Mm. The work ethic is insane. Like, I'll send a message, wouldn't get a reply. And then I met them and I was like, oh, I see why. And I'm a workhorse. There's never a time that I talk to them. They, I'm like, hey, what y'all doing? I'm in Miami. I'm like, I know y'all getting up with Khaled or <laughs> some. I said on the show, I'm like, we the best coming. I know them. Rashad's like me too. Rashad, luck, because we, that authoritarian thing. So whenever someone tells us we can't do something, it's like, when Rashad Watch does me. this, you in trouble. It's like that that next chess move is coming, right? Yeah. Y'all are proof positive of that expression. You know, you're the average of like the five people you Absolutely. spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling my cousin that. I'm like, you need yeah. to really be picky. 
mm-hmm. you know, quality over quantity Have of to. who you spend the most time your time with. So because they normalize well, excellence, or they normalize mediocrity, mm-hmm. or they normalize failure. Like yeah, you know, I'm like no, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was doing something until I spoke to. Um, I don't, well, I don't know if she would put her financial business out there, so I won't say her name. And she was like, yeah, on track to make 50 million this year. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Those conversations <laughs> are different when you're... I was like, say what? Now, yeah. Meanwhile, I was like, you know, sis, you know, we crossed over 10. And she was like, oh, that's nice. Almost like, that's cute. <laughs> and I was like, um, can we talk every week? Uh, what you doing on Thursdays? <laughs> the first time I heard that you needed 60 months of revenue to be safe and you needed minimum 28 streams of revenue, I was like, what? He was like, get there. and But he opened his phone, mm-hmm. hopped in Chase, and showed me his business and personal. It blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, people living like this? Yes. Yes. And it expands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them look like you. And yeah. so and what I love yes. is that that's why Earn Your Leisure shows me that they look like me and they sound like like my husband because he's born and raised in projects like, you know, Brick City for Life. But I love the fact that he can look and be like, oh, because he's like, what are you listening to? Because, you know, the rest of the stuff, he's like, womp, 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 womp. But he's like, oh, okay. I yeah. could do that. And I'm just like, yeah, five more years, we need that insurance. So stay <laughs> right at the city. <laughs> but I love that because it never would have appealed to someone like him, you know? But he's just like, yo, they sound like me. They look like me. Like, this is possible. This is doable. And to see him translate that for his boys, because, like, I'll talk to my friends, but his boys don't listen to me. You know, so to see him like, nah, yo, because you guys said something before. He was like, I heard him tell his best friend, nah, Wally, yo, you got to let your assets pay for your assets. I was like, oh, snap, where you get that from? He was like, I don't know, that show you be having me listen to. (laughs) I just thought that was so dope because, you know, New Jersey Drive, like when Newark used to be, that was him. 14 years old, like, just like. Stealing cars, wild. I'm like, he was nugget back in the day. What? Like, (laughs) just literally used to go to school, and then on Fridays, he said we didn't steal cars um, during the week because we had to go to school. But on the weekend, it was on. We were like local celebrities. Like the old people would bring their chairs downstairs and just watch us like through Newark zip. Zip and jar. We would cut gates to know, like, okay, if we do get caught, we can slip through this gate. So to hear him tell his wild stories, to see him, this 40 year old man who is like, you know, working our investment property, talking to our invest, or like our, our certified planner about like our like our our stocks and things. And yeah, you just, I just thank you guys for what you're doing because I don't know that these men out here that need to hear it, but it's not going to be for me that they're going to like, it's going to land or certainly not from everybody else that's out there. They have this opportunity to hear it from y'all and being like, if they can do it, so can I. So we just thank you for that. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And they should thank listen for- to you. We definitely listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm kind of sitting here like, yeah, yeah, but also they need to listen. They let's normalize listening to Tiffany. Yes, there's <laughs> some toxic masculinity I'm sensing here, but you know we'll get we'll, we'll get there. But thank y'all so much yes. for sharing your positive energy and um, your passion with us because it means a lot. And congratulations on all the success. We wish. I mean, I wish nothing but. Are we going to see y'all on TV or what? If I come out there, I want to see y'all What's on that? TV. Want to see you on TV? Big screen. Tip, I'm just gonna come in the back. I'm just gonna be in the window of your house next time you're on today show. Just any time of the day, just pop on Tiffany's window. Should be on some TV network. I can't promise, but I am gonna be on a Today Show on Wednesday when this comes out. And if you know, I can keep it concise, which you know, that's not my thing. But one of the things they asked me was, um, what are my favorite um podcasts? And let's just say. 
you know, two of them are right here. Uh, I was like, and I literally just texted the producer, like, no, this is the this is the picture. This is the picture to you. So we'll see if you know, because you know how it is with TV shows. Because I also I, I believe in that together. too. <laughs> I believe in that too. That you know, like as you go, you bring along. And so, you know, I just Absolutely. think that that's critically important. But yeah, this is this has been awesome. I think our audience is gonna be like, Yeah, so where can people find you? What's your social media handles? What what products and services do you have out? How they can how can they continue to connect? Yeah, for sure. Thank you again for having us. Um, both of you guys, thank you for your advocacy and the work that you do. Um, Earn Your Leisure, you can find us on all social media platforms, YouTube, earnyourleisure.com. Yeah, Earn Your Leisure podcast, also Market Mondays, which is a live show on YouTube at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every Monday. Also, it's on, you know, the playback is on YouTube, and also the playback is also on podcast networks. And EYL University, that's our educational platform, which has over 100 uh, webinars, a real estate uh, investment course, uh, monthly financial planning calls, a bunch of stuff. So all that information is on eyluniversity.com. But the mothership is earnyourleisure.com. And once again, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. This was a dream. What Love about it. Ian? Where can they find you? Instagram. Uh, my tag is the Master Investor. You can find me. My name Ian Dunlap on any other social. And then joyredpanda.com uh, is my site. If you want to join the stock club, it's my primary product where I tell you where to get in, where to get out, what companies are good, what companies are bad. So, uh, Tia, if you need some help, I'm here. <laughs> my cousins are like, stop, putting, get your get our names out of your mouth on that. And part. this is because my girlfriend texted me. She's like, oh, Tiffany, um, is anybody single, ready to mingle? Because you know we have all the ladies on here. They're like, I know, I know, Troy, you are taken. I'm taking. Hey, married. babe, don't kill me. Don't yes. take me. Okay, Ian's taking. They all. I mean, quite like low key, we know they all asking about Rashad. Um, we I'm just talked about hypergamy. <laughs> <laughs> Any hypergamous listening? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Sean, are you single, ready to mingle, or is it someone to be mad if I'm not? Nah, nah, I'm single. I'm single. Okay, single. well, don't. Hey, those are his DMs. Don't ask me no other questions. Yeah, yeah I'll ask his I can't believe you asked that. That's so funny. Watch, watch, watch. No, literally, I got like, you play, I've got literally like 10 DMs. It's like, you haven't earned your leisure on? No, I Not no it. money questions, not no nothing. <laughs> um, I know uh, Troy Ian's sake. What about Rashad? I'm like, oh my God, sis, this is the question. You can get your whole financial life. She's like, Listen, one, one time on Market Mondays, I thought Troy, Troy said, uh, hello to my wives. And he said, well, I was like, bro, fix this. Because when you get offset, Yo, when I went upstairs, my wife was like, your wives? Really? I'm like, I was like, hey, fix that. There won't be another show ever. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, Mandy, when you see us in Greenberg, you know, you can act like you know us, okay? When yeah. I see that truck, I'm jumping in. <laughs> Just look. It'll be the hair first to see in the glasses. I'll be fine. No, but no, we definitely should chat because whenever COVID is over, it would be great to, to meet up and talk about G-Berg. I want to see that project. That. What who, Troy? You had a project. You said something yeah, yeah, about yeah. I, I, Greenberg I mean, history. Yeah, it's it's a very enlightening uh, information that you you will learn about a town um, and how it was built and how it was designed and redlining and all that. I had oh, I yeah. actually had fourteen and fifteen year olds do it, and mm -hmm. uh, what they found was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I love yeah, it. I would love to talk to you about it. Yeah, and I I'm a I, my day job. I'm chief consumer advocate for Ally Financial, so mm. I'll definitely keep y'all in mind if I because we're we're I just started a couple months ago. Okay. Um, but Tiff knows I'm looking for all the ways that I can spend their money, <laughs> like <laughs> proud influencers. So um, yeah, I can't wait to to meet you guys. Hopefully one day in person. But thank you, 
so much. And Ian, thanks for joining. That was a bonus. Yes, it was a bonus. I'm, I'm honored to. I'm happy to be here. And thanks to the guys for inviting me. Rashad, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Yo, they hit me too. Like, what's up with you got? Like, hey, don't mingle on your own. When no I post a photo of my brother, if he's in the background, BA oh. listeners are all over no, me. No, her brother looks exactly like Drake. I know, but it's like it's so annoying. But these girls are thirsty, so you might. (laughs) And it's a pandemonium. (laughs) A pandemonium. We appreciate you all. And it's time to boost a break or boost a break. I'm really on a high from that interview. It was just, honestly, it was just awesome on awesome on awesome. We need definitely more male energy around here for our, um, well, not often, because, you know, we like it. We like it here with the girls. You know, know, on occasion. It's good. It's good energy. Positive male Positive male energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So not to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm going to break today. So what are you going to do? I'm going to boost. Okay. Well, then you know what? I'll go first because we like to end on a on a high note. Okay, that mm-hmm. seems fair. Go ahead, bring us down, and I'll bring us. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so, did you hear about the drama with Rachel Hollis? No. So Rachel Hollis is that woman that wrote like wrote like girl, wash your face, or girl, oh, stop yeah. apologizing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So lately, you know, the um, non-brown um, 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 social media streets have been coming for her. And some brown as well, because she, I guess she must have, um, she must have been doing a live or whatever. And someone in the comments said to her, because she had a, a cleaning lady was like behind her. And someone said, oh, wow, you have a cleaning lady? And she said, yes, you know, you know, I, that's my cleaning lady. Um, and then the woman said, um, something, wow, you don't, you realize you're really privileged as a result, right? And, and Rachel said, yes, I am. And then she was like, well, um, you're really unrelatable as a result. And that exchange in itself, like, I don't believe so. I mean, you know, I have a a cleaning lady, Juliana. She's really awesome. But the way Rachel described her cleaning lady, I don't think, I'm surprised she didn't understand that people were like, no one's upset about you having a cleaning lady. People have cleaning ladies. But she kept referring to her cleaning lady as the woman who washes my toilets. Like, you know, it was almost like, is she purposely trying to be demeaning and dismissive? She was like, yeah, that's the lady. She, She cleans my toilets. She cleaned my toilet. She kept saying that. People were like, Ooh, and then know. she was like, she did a video to address the woman who, I don't know if she's a woman of color or whatever. And she's like, sis, which I'm like, Ooh, girl. She said sis. Which in, in a positive way, okay. If not, she said, what would make you think that I'm trying to live my life to be any way relatable? Oh, this is her video. If you get a chance after we jump off, Mandra. How do you have news nuggets? You've been in book launch mode. I'm like, have I been up and watching the news? Like, (laughs) Tiffany's giving me news alerts. Okay. Because I saw someone had posted like on Facebook, like I never liked her. And I was like, who? And I I knew about Rachel Hall. So I looked and I went to look and I saw Lovey, Rachel Carlisle, all my, all my brown faves, um, Nicole Walters, like in in addressing it. I was like, wait, what? So mm. I couldn't believe with her own mouth. This is Rachel's explanation. She's explaining, so what if I have a woman who washes my toilets? We're like, oh, once again. And she's like, what would make you think I would want to be relatable to you? I was like, oh, once a two. And then it just was really bad. And then she was like, then she listed all these women that she claimed are not relatable in her in the in the, the comments of her thing, as if to say somehow she's at that level. Let me list some of the women. 
Harriet Tubman because Rachel Hollis is clearly Harriet Tubman. Is <laughs> that the actual? No. Is this a white lady? She's a white lady. You know she is. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, shout out to the white ladies. I'm just saying. But yes. No, I mean. She listed Harriet Tubman. the Tubman's. context. She listed um, <laughs> Marie Curie. I mean, <laughs> this is women who <laughs> live. Amelia Earhart. Frida Kahlo. Like, I mean, literally, she said all unrelatable Oprah AF. Winfrey? Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Malala Yousafzai, who was yes. shot in the head. I mean, people are like, are you are you comparing yourself to these women? Like, it is it is so, and the fact that she, it's still up there, still up here. So then what she did was, was even worse. Instead of saying, you know what? Mistake is mine. She blames her team. She's like, oh, I made a mistake because my team told me that, 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 that. And I'm like, yeah. So it was really... <sighs> it was really bad. And so my break is for, I mean, I don't, you know, like, you know, cancel culture, you know, honestly enough. And I don't, you know, like needing obviously for her to be canceled. But I do think it is important, just like remember what happened with my mentee. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're going to have to take your lump, sis. Like, I'm not throwing you out the window. You know, you know, I know that you made a mistake and, you know, you compounded the, that mistake by doubling down. But I still message her. We still talk. I still counsel her. But when you mess up, you have to stand in it and say, I messed up. Not, oh, my, you know, my, um, you know, my team messed up. Or I don't yeah. see what the big deal is about me having a cleaning lady. Oh, something else that she said too, which I don't even, sometimes people are so wrapped up in their own, um, as people would say, they're feeling themselves. She said, Yes, I have a cleaning lady, and I'm lucky to be able to have one. But most of I work my ass off. I wake up. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, so does every mm. mother I know. Like, what are you saying? It was, it was this like almost like this condemnation of like, if you would have worked as hard as me, maybe you'd be here. Not mentioning yeah. that she's married to a Disney executive who is very wealthy. But this, this, this indictment of women that if you don't work hard, that's the life you get. That's just not true. Like, you can work really hard. And do all the things. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, remember I said, like, um, I was uh, telling telling a, a man that I work with that he had some unconscious bias. And he said, no, I don't. I said, it's unconscious. It's unconscious. <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> Wait, I love that you said that. Because I told someone at work that I felt like they steamrolled me in a conversation because mm-hmm. I was presenting something and they just talked over me. My hair is crazy. I don't like being on video. Um <laughs> I'm like, eh, my poof is on. Anyway, and um, the response, and we still haven't talked. I hope, anyway, whatever. I'm just going to say it. I didn't say any names. And um, the response was, wow, you caught me off guard about that. And your your comeback was amazing. It's mm-hmm. called unconscious. Yes. That means that it doesn't, it makes sense that you don't know you did yes. it. Yes. That's but why I'm, I'm telling I'm, you. I'm, yes. I'm putting a highlight <laughs> on it. It's unconscious. So I, it's clear oh, that yeah. she, so I just, you know, a break on that kind of judgment, especially amongst women. You know, um, that I'm sure that woman has a name. She, you know, is she is a, mm-hmm. um, you know, your housekeeper or and I'm sure she has a title, not your toilet bowl cleaner. Because oh. like, what does that even mean? You know, and you working hard is not the only reason why you are where you are, because lots of people work hard. Lots of people work hard and they have not been met with the same privileges as a result of like, just like, you know, I know I, I've grown up with privileges. The fact that I have both my parents. The fact that my father taught me financial education at home, privilege. The fact that at 30, I actually had a a, um, a bedroom to go back to. The fact mm-hmm. that I could live on my sister's couch. These are all privileges. And I can acknowledge that and know 
that, you know, um, you know, these are, these are some of the legs up I was able to get, you know, to get to where I am now. So yeah, that was just a break for that kind of like toxic positivity, if that's even a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're There's dragging her sense- from six away from Sunday. God, I miss everything when I'm listen to like, the video, Mandy. You're gonna be like stuffing ooh, Easter and Easter eggs and blowing up <laughs> balloons. <laughs> um, I started reading a, a new novel. Actually, that's where I've been. I haven't been on my phone very much. Um, I've been reading The Parable of the Sow- Sower by Octavia Butler, ooh. which is a um, yeah. I, I I had heard of her, but I hadn't read these books ever. But she's a she's one of the few. She's what what was the, one of the first black female science fiction writers. But anyway, mm. um. It's like a, it's a female protagonist book, yeah. but it's amazing. To your point about reading fantasy, that's where I wanted to go with my books. But hey, I got good with money too. Get good with money. <laughs> Audio and a book form because okay. I like to be able to switch between the two. <laughs> but um, no, that's a, oh, I just feel like people, once people stop being so defensive, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was actually talking about the same thing with someone in my family on a smaller scale about how recognizing someone else's pain it doesn't necessarily it doesn't negate your pain or negate your story and yeah. some people react from a place of defense and de- defensiveness because they get so caught up they don't want to acknowledge someone else's pain or someone mm-hmm. else's story because they are only thinking about themselves and almost mm-hmm. as if oh but if i have acknowledged that then that takes away something that i've earned and that's just not true there's mm-hmm. space for everyone's story and everyone so it's it's a scarcity mindset again i feel like that's scarcity and it's just manifesting itself in in someone not wanting to see their own privilege. Um, mm-hmm. But anywho, let's let's we brought us down, mm-hmm. even though I, I I will I will be catching up on that after we get off this call. I had the tab open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to do a quick boost because I saw that Thandy, you know, the actress Thandy Newton. Yes. She was in um, I know her from Crash, but I think she was also in um, uh, what's Westworld, West Wing. No, West Something with the West. I do know what you mean. It's with the robots and the Western. I did not watch it, obviously. <laughs> but she's gorgeous. I know her daughter was in the live-action remake of Dumbo. I don't know why I know that, but it's a thing that I know. <laughs> Thandie Newton, she uh, recently decided she's going to start spelling her name the way that her parents spelled it when she was born. Mm. So I actually don't know how to pronounce it. So Thandy has a W at the end. It's Thun... I'm, I don't want to say it wrong, but it's Zimbabwean, I think, is I the... Origin of it. Oh, I had it open, and then when we were talking to the Ernie, mm, I'm sorry, making you call me by my African name, man. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up because not because of you specifically, but you're not the you're not the first person I've met who has mm-hmm. gone by a different name. Yeah. Um. A, my one of my best friends uh, immigrated here from Vietnam when she was a baby, and her name is not her 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 birth name. So, and it's an interesting time too. I think. You know, I can't believe it was only just a couple of weeks ago now, but there was a shooting in Atlanta mm. where six uh, Asian American people were were murdered, mm-hmm. and several of them in the news when they were reporting on it, they actually weren't putting their full names out there. They mm-hmm. were, or they were, they were putting their full names out there, but because they weren't recognizable to, mm. I don't know, a Western like an American point of view, they were flipping the names backwards or referring to them as only one part of their name when it's really important to have all of them well, together. To make sense, yep. Treating a middle name as if it was a middle name when really it's part of the full First name. Thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, w- I wanted to boost, you know, Thandy for standing in her um, her truth and going back and saying, this is who I am. I'm going to reclaim my own name and, mm. and kind of get your thoughts about it um, from, mm-hmm. a, you know, being Nigerian-American and mm-hmm. you've talked about 
you know, choosing your name of Tiffany and kind of get your take on that. No, I think that's great. I actually did this podcast with um with uh, Lovey the other day with for NPR, where we talked about that, like how our names define where we were in life. You know, that mm. if you call me Adochi and you're not family, that I'm like, you knew me before sixth grade, and I'm like, wait, what do we mean? You know, and if you call me Tiffany, obviously you know me now, but if you call me uh, Tiffany Alice Smith, you know, then it's like, oh, you know me post-marriage, so how our names really help to define. I think that that's beautiful. I, I tried to reclaim my name in college, but I'm not going to lie, it was brutal to hear people take Adochi. So with the Nigerian inflection, it's Adochi. So my dad would say, ah, Adochi, like, so Adochi Alice, right? So even Adochi is okay, but I, uh, do, chi, that's it. People, Adichie, Adichie, like, honestly, it hurt my heart. And for me, my name is Precious. It literally means gift from God. And not only is it precious, it's precious because it is also indicative of the dialect of my region, where we're from, because Agochi is is um, it's the same as Adochi, but if you're from my region, it said Adochi. I actually met another, I've like hardly, I probably met two Adochis in my whole life. Someone messaged me from Because of Them We Can. Shout out to Unique. She owns that platform, which like showcases yeah. black excellence. Someone emailed me and her, or she um, messaged me on Facebook. Her name was Adochi. I was like, shut up. She's like, hey, Tiffany, I'd love you to. I'm like, your name, your name is Adochi. My name's Adochi as well. She's like, what? I've never met another Adochi. Like literally, I've met one other Adochi, but that was like her last name. And so to meet someone, not only because, look how special names are, not only because because her name's Adochi, one, I know she's Nigerian, two, I know she's Igbo, and three, I know the region that she's from because her our name is dialect-based. And so I just think that like for Thandi, I'm, I'm going to look to see how to say her name properly. It's super important because even like my um, my financial planner, her name is Anjali. And when I first met her, Anjali is, is Indian. When I first met her, I was calling her Anjali because that's what that's how it looked spelled, and she allowed mm. it. And it wasn't until I was interviewing her for the um, insurance chapter of the book, and um, I was just asking, like, you know, like, what's your name? Like, can you say it just because we were recording it? And she's like Anjali. I said, wait, Anjali, how do you say your name? She's like, well, it's like uh, like underrated Anjali. I'm like, ah, oh, sis, it's been two years. She's like, oh, everybody does it. I said, no, no. From mm. Adochi to Anjali, we'll be saying your name correctly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was funny because when I taped that uh, NPR podcast with with Lubby, the producer's name was what? Anjali. Mm. And she was like, you said my name right. Because if Anjali does not correct me, then she will too be Anjali. And I will go through life not making the effort, not knowing, like, this is your name. It's yeah. special. And so, no, I just say all that to say that I think Thandy doing that is going to allow other people to step forward and say me too, especially people from the region of the world that she's from. Yeah. And I mean, she's doing it at a, she's obviously very successful as an actor and all of that. But I think, you know, when we decided what to name our son. Rio, mm-hmm. Rio Francisco. Um, <laughs> I love I know that. my husband, Enrique Rafael, he was like, you know, I don't want, he really did not like the name Rio. He did mm-hmm. not want it. And he's like, I don't want him to be penalized. And to your point, you can tell a lot about, about someone by their name sometimes, mm-hmm. which is not a good thing in mm-hmm. some in some circles. And I was just like, I'm going to name him for the hope I, the world I hope will exist mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's a, when he's adult, which is that wherever he's going, people will be thrilled to see Rio Francisco on a resume or whatever, or forget a resume. He won't need one because he'll have his own thing or, you know, but I understand that. I, I mm-hmm. completely understand why 
you know, you chose your name and why others I know have have decided to 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 not hide that part of themselves, but to shield um, it. To shield it, yeah, and protect it. Yes. Um, and, and I like the way that you even explain that to protect it, you know, mm-hmm. so that it was yours and, yeah. and no one could could touch it. I, I've known your name, I've known your real name since you told me, you know, years ago, but mm-hmm. I still don't feel like I I don't know, Adochi, something about it. It because I've only known because I knew you as Tiffany first. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels like I don't know if I'm allowed to call. <laughs> If you can say it right, and you will, then yes, you are. Because I love, it means God's gift. Like literally, think about what you're saying to me. This is why we're named in this way. Like think about what you're calling me when you say that. You're literally saying, hey, God's gift. Like Mm -hmm. how beautiful is that? So when someone says it incorrectly or mistakenly so fine, but like really kind of wantonly is not wanting to fix it. I'm like, you're not going to take my name, which means God's gift and call me anything else other than God's blessing, God's gift. If you can't mm-hmm. just say Tiffany, that's fine. Tiffany is fine. Just call, you know what I mean? Which is fine. And, you know, I mean, you know, it wasn't really my choice at nine. My father made that choice for us. And knowing what I know now, would I do that now? I don't know, you know, um, but, you know, here we are. But yeah, it's sometimes it's protective measures because like you'll hear Lovey's name is actually not Lovey. That's a nickname, you know, that she took on because her real name, she found it, she too wanted to protect it and knew that, the kids and the teachers, whatever, they were they were verbally abusing it. So she was like, no, mm. you can just call me lovey. So Yeah. Well, to anyone out there. Well, you can you don't call me Amanda though, because I don't I don't I feel like I'm in trouble when someone calls me Amanda. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> We just call yeah, you Mandra around these parts. Mandra. Mandra. I know where you know me from if you call me Mandra. <laughs> <laughs> Either the podcast. I love when someone says, can you tell Mandra? I can tell they're trying to be in. I'm like, oh. I get it all the time. <laughs> no one calls me Mandy. It's either, well, honestly, it's either Mandy with a Y or Mandra. So <laughs> it doesn't just, what <laughs> it's all good. All right, Tiffany. Well, I wonder, I was like, I'm just imagining the book cover, Adoche Alice. First of all, it sounds so good together. Adoche. Right? Adoche Alice. Adoche Alice. Mm-hmm. Like the cha-cha-cha. I like the yeah. cha-cha-cha. And um, so like, um, no. And actually, honestly, I was so excited to have Alice on the cover because my dad didn't have any sons. And he always, you know, in my oh. mind, I thought to myself, mm-hmm. it was really important to me that like Alice was like, I remember thinking, I hope I get married. I hope I get married after I write my first book. When I was, this is what I was thinking when I was little when I realized my dad was not going to have any sons. Because <laughs> having sons in Nigerian culture is huge because your name is carried on. And I thought yeah. because even if... I can't carry his name on. At least the book will have a leche on it and it'll carry on. So it's like, you know, like the consolation prize, I guess, for not having a son. <laughs> Listen, he's fine. I, know, I hope yeah. your dad knows he's fine. What? My dad teases his friends who have sons like, what are your sons doing for you? Did they pay off your house? My daughters bring food to me every single week. My dad will text me like, from Uba Eats, I would like. <laughs> so my dad... Please he tell is, me that they are so gassed, like so geeked out about your whole what? book. Like they have not. My mama says she She says she is the president of my fan club. That's what my mother told me. <laughs> I'm the president of your fan club. I'm like, I don't have one. You have one. Aww. I'm the president. I was like, oh. She's like, she she has decided that all the sales are as a result of her. You know, I've told everybody. I mean, you have sales. I mean, not to say it's me, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> my face hurts. I feel like I've been smiling for two hours just like between you and the earlier. I'm like massaging my cheeks. It's like, uh, that's so cute. Are we, are we going to share this video? Are we going to do a little I don't bonus? know. 
I would fix my hair if we are, because I just keep looking. <laughs> I'm just falling apart. I'm sure, gonna we're going to share it, yes, on our YouTube page, <laughs> which probably exists. I will find out. <laughs> we, we should do bonus, like bonus, <laughs> bonus, because I feel like some, sometimes it's just it's just worth it to have like the little bonus video so you guys can go, yeah. go check it out. You yeah. can see the Zen Den and Tiffany's mm-hmm. beautiful little corner of her fabulous office no every glimpse into it. your house i'm just like i wish i want their interior no no bedroom. this is the one place that you'd be like this is i this is the only this little box everything else is trashed <laughs> but <Besides, laughs> your house is gorgeous i'm always like oh more please i'm like real move so i could see these cabinets uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well when all we right. are back open we're all vaccinated yes. uh you and the earn your leisure guys will have to have a little party in Gberg. Yes. Yeah, a 40. <laughs> All right, my dear. All right. Go forth and keep killing it. I yes. can't wait to see you on all the things. You as well, man. All the things. Yeah, yeah. I'll be out there. I'll be out there. <laughs> all right. Seriously, my face hurts. I have to go. <laughs> all right, y'all. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.